Welcome to Dig Deep, the mining podcast. In this podcast, we go deep into mining news, hot topics, and live interviews with mining professionals and leading figures in the mining industry. Introducing your host, Rob Tyson, founder and director of Mining International and Mining International Executive, a leading global mining recruitment and headhunting agency. Hi, mining community. Welcome back to another episode of the Dig Deep, the Mining Podcast. And today's guest is Sean Kunkun, who's the CEO and Director of Dolly Varden Silver Corp, or a mineral exploration company focused on advancing its 100, 100% held Kitsalt Valley, sorry, Valley project located in the Golden Triangle of British Columbia. Um, Sean has a wealth of experience in the capital markets, uh, mineral exploration and development sector with a focus in enhancing shareholder value. Um, he served on a, um, on a number of um, investor relations, corporate development, and is also a director of Gold Shore Resources and also a director and CEO of Strike Point Gold. Um, and he's on the podcast to give us an update on Dolly Varden um, and how the company is going and a little bit about the history of, of what they've been doing. So that's welcome, Sean, to the podcast. How are you doing, Sean? Rob, I'm doing excellent. Thank you for having me on. No, and I appreciate your time. I know you're a busy, busy man. Um, so for those that don't know you, and I'm sure most of my listeners will know you, uh, but for those that are around the world in various parts around the world that may not know of you, just want to just give us a, um, tell us a little bit about your, about yourself, about your career um, and what you've been doing. Okay. Uh, so Rob, again, thanks for having me on. Grateful for the opportunity. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a husband, I'm a father, uh, I'm an avid uh, footballer, as you would call it. We call it soccer in this part of the world. And um, I work with a very gifted team of scientists. So these are exploration geologists, mining engineers. I work with entrepreneurs and we we try to advance projects and, and junior mining companies. And we do that where we think we can add value. And so I've got a network of investors. Um, they're high net worth investors. They're strategic, uh, either corporate investors, institutional investors. And we, you know, what, what I like to say is I transfer wealth and my scientists create wealth. So we look for opportunities where we see uh, a project that is undervalued and we look at ways that we can um, unlock value to that project. So, for example, in the case of Dolly Varden, if we go back a couple of years, you know, the silver price was 16 or 17 US dollars an ounce. And Dolly Varden was trading at half the value of its peers on a per ounce uh, basis on an enterprise value per ounce basis. So we thought because of our expertise in the Golden Triangle, we've got a team of geologists that have worked through the triangle that we could bring in the capital and we could bring in uh, both uh, you know the d discovery tools. And also we thought there was some regional consolidation. In. And what we've seen at Dolly Varden is we've seen the company grow in terms of market cap by about five times and the share price um, double. Uh, we, we've seen the market cap even higher. If we go back to Q1, um, we, had, we had a 10x growth in market cap and uh, we've had uh, you know what, a 300% move in the share price, but with markets pulling back, um, you know, we're, we've still done very well for our investors. Just want to give us an overview of obviously Dolly Varden and also um, you've been there for a few years now. Just wonder if you can tell us a little bit about your journey as well. Yeah, sure. So, so when I came in, um, you know, the company was uh, 
was undercapitalized. So, you know, what we've done here at Dolly is I've brought in about $45 million from some strategic shareholders and investors. So uh, half of the money has come from a mining company in Hecla Mining. So Hecla is an interesting company. They're, they've been around for about 130 years. They're one of the oldest uh, mining companies uh, listed on the New York Stock Exchange. And, um, and what's really interesting about Hecla is they produce about half of all the silver that gets produced in the United States of America. And with their recent acquisition in the Yukon, they're going to be producing almost half of all the silver that gets produced in Canada. So if they want to stay true in that tradition, um, you know, Dolly Varden becomes a very interesting project in their pipeline. Um, the other half of the money has come from Eric Sprott, who's a renowned billionaire investor, who I'm sure all your viewers would know. Um, so, um, you know, to answer the first part of your question, um, capital has been instrumental and in raising it in a non-dilutive way. So we've yet to do a down round financing at Dolly Varden. So we've raised money at 30 cents, at 45 cents, at 71 cents, at a dollar and a dollar two. So minimalizing, uh, minimizing dilution to the shareholders. And then we've built up an internal team. Uh, historically, the old Dolly would rely on consultants. And my experience with consultants is you pay top dollar and you get slow turnaround. If you bring in a team that you build up yourself and align their interests with shareholders' interests, you've got a team that's going that extra mile. And uh, we've seen the results in the field. We are making discoveries outside of the resource. And the biggest thing that I think I did was I made a transformational acquisition. So I tripled our mineral inventory. So in all categories, we have a total of about 63 million ounces of silver in the ground and about a million ounces of gold. And this is really high grade. Um, silver and gold, the silver grades are 300 grams per ton. The gold grades are five grams. And we're in a part of the world, Rob, where it's home to some of the biggest silver and gold mines. So I think we're in the early innings uh, in terms of watching the mineral resource uh, get established. Yeah. Uh, before uh, I ask some questions, obviously, around the management team, I wonder if you just tell us about some of the, the key projects in more detail um, and what stage of development they're at. So, okay, so we're in an area that they refer to as the Golden Triangle. And there's two operating mines in the triangle. And the triangle's seen about $5 billion of mergers and acquisitions in the last couple of years. So we're at the southern tip of that triangle. And we've got a 15-kilometer trend that we own 100% of. We refer to it as the Kitsault Valley trend. Um, and we've identified seven deposits along this 15-kilometer trend. And there's room to grow these deposits um, along strike. And none of these deposits have been drill tested below 350 meters. So I always say, you know, the gold and the silver didn't fall from the sky. It's come from deep within the Earth's crust. So there's, there, we are going to find the sources. And what we're actually finding, Rob, is as we drill incrementally deeper, the grades get better and the thicknesses uh, get, you know, get wider. So um, that's that's a big opportunity. And just a little bit of history. Silver was first discovered on the property in 1909. And it was actually uh, the 15th president, um, Herbert Hoover, who was a very, uh, very well-known mining engineer, took the Dolly Varden mine into production in 1919. And at the time, it was the um, richest mine in the, uh, in the British Empire. 
Um, and uh, and then fast forwarding to more of a modern uh, mining establishment throughout the 1950s, the Torbert mine was Canada's third largest silver mine. So there's a storied history of production on the property. So two of the seven deposits are past producing mines. Um, but again, when if we look at when the mine shut down in 1959, the price of silver was 85 cents per ounce. And uh, and it's a it's a it's a tremendous ore body. It's wide. Um, and again, it, it it all goes to surface. And it really hasn't been drill tested along striker at depth. So we've come in with modern exploration, you know, geophysics, geochemistry. Um, you know, we've got a, a whole um, whack of modern mapping that's been done. We've had ice recession. We've had improvements in infrastructure. So port improvements, road improvements, uh, clean hydroelectric power that's been brought into the area. And we have the metal prices that have gone up. So, you know, that's all the reasons for this new opportunity in the Dolly Varden camp. Why don't you just tell us about uh, the management and obviously the people within the business. Obviously you mentioned that you're, you're out there in the field or your technical team are out, out in the field. So just wanting to just tell us a little bit more about, about the team and, and the management. Well, I think in, in the startup world, when you're, when you're dealing with companies that are you know, pre-revenue um, it, the people are almost as important as the project. And if you look at my board of directors, um, you know, from our chairman, Darren Devine, uh, to, to Rob McLeod, to Michael Hendrickson, Tim Clark, Jim Sabala, this is not your typical junior mining company board. So we've got the people at the board level from, you know, banking experience, legal, um, geology, uh, you've got well, I would argue two of the smartest geological minds in the industry and McLeod and Hendrickson on the board. And then if you go to the advisory team, you've got Ivan Bebek, who is a serial uh, entrepreneur. You've got um, uh, Kurt Allen, who's VPX at Hecla, Jody Gibson, Ryan Waymark. So we've got a really strong team, a lot of experience, a lot of success, and a lot of diversity in terms of uh, skill set. What's what would you say is unique about Dolly Varden, and what makes you, I suppose, different um, from other companies in the sector, um, and obviously some of the projects that you've been involved in? So, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is silver, and um, you know, finding a silver mine, Rob, is very, 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 very difficult. Finding a silver mine that's not in a dodgy part of the world is even more challenging finding a silver mine that has grade, finding a pure silver mine that's not relying on base metal byproducts. Um, the biggest differentiator that I could say is we're the only project in North America with this size and this grade of endowment of both silver and gold. So it's from a differentiator standpoint, from a uniqueness standpoint, it's number one for size meets grade in a safe jurisdiction. One thing, mean, just give us a, an update on the silver market. Obviously, as we're recording, which is in uh, towards the end of September, um, obviously there's a lot of things going on in the world at the moment. Just want to mean give us a, a, an update on the actual silver market as you see it. Sure. So you know, look, I, I I see supply coming off in future years. It's getting harder and harder to mine this stuff. And somebody asked me. I was recently at a number of conferences in Colorado. And somebody asked me, like, you know, Sean, you know, what are the what are the prices that the industry needs? And I, I characterized it in three ways. And I said, look, if you're a producer, you need twenty dollars silver. 
If you want to develop a mine, you probably need $25 silver. And if we really want to incentivize the world to explore for this stuff, you need $30 silver. And, um, and, and, and what the way I see silver is, look, silver is a small market. It's a thinly traded market. It's a, it's a real niche market. Uh, from you know, in terms of global markets, whereas gold is far more um, relevant. You know, it's a it's a tier one asset. It's a very liquid asset class. Um, I think silver will go when gold goes, and the fact that we've seen gold so far off its highs, I think you know, for anybody who's got an interest in silver, this is just a time to accumulate. Stick with grades. Stick with safe jurisdictions. Um, but the reality is, because the majority of silver gets put off as a byproduct, like only 30% of the world's silver comes off of pure silver mines. If you look at the outlook for some of the base metals like copper, like lead zinc, the, the outlook is as dire from a supply side. So, you know, we've got enough silver today, we've got enough silver tomorrow, but when we start looking out five years, where is the silver? Where are these base metals coming from? The cost to go and get this stuff, like it's the big projects that the capexes were huge years ago before we had the, the supply shocks and the runaway inflation. And so my, you know, you've got communities that you know don't want this stuff in their backyards. You've got you know issues in with leftist governments, lack of water. So it's getting tougher and tougher and tougher to mine. So for me. Going into an, a well-established mining camp that's got a history of mining in a safe country with high grade, where you've got minimal land disturbance. This is not some big open pit. This is a, a high-grade underground mine. You've got clean hydroelectric power, so the ESG funds of the world are going to celebrate it. Um, you know, it's it's a mining is a tough, tricky business, and you know you need to check all these boxes. and And I really think that our project does. You mentioned obviously those various price levels. What's the catalyst behind for those price for those prices to start increasing? Um, because obviously the, the prices seem to be pretty low for for a while. It hasn't really moved too much. What's the catalyst to get them to twenty five and thirty? I really think um, from in the investment community standpoint, historically. Silver moves when gold is reaching the mature stages of its cycle. And if we go back and you study, let's just look at the, the period where gold and silver were quite range bound. So if we go back to 2013 to 2019, we went through a six year period where gold was in a range of about 1100 to 1300. And then it took gold about 14 or 15 months to break above that range. And and when it did, it almost doubled. And we saw silver take six weeks in the summer of 2020 to make a similar move. So when silver goes, it goes quickly. Um, and so I'm, I think silver's taking its cues from gold. It has traditionally, um, and it will continue. That's that's my, my thinking. So until we see gold, you know, a put in a bottom here. And then start getting some positive price uh, action, and this stuff can all happen very, very, very quickly. You know, um, you know. I think back to the spring of tw- two thousand and nine. Um, you know, and 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 you know how much gold moved from oh nine to two thousand and eleven. Um, so I think that you know, for for investors, 
you know, look, the, 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 the big moves in the chart, the big, the big, you know, the big sideways actions, the consolidations, those are behind us. We went through a six year consolidation. We saw a breakout. We're now we're testing that breakout. Just be patient. You know, this is this next move will, when it happens, it'll happen quickly. Yeah. Do you, obviously you mentioned, and obviously it's documented that silver does follow gold. Do you think it could check that trend could change because silver is needed for more of what the future with obviously everything looking to go um, battery powered and obviously silver's needed that. Um, this is a whole battery re- revolution. Do you think it could change, um, could change with silver because of that, because of, because of that? Yeah, I think relying on on, on history is is good, you know, because you know things don't always repeat, but they often rhyme. But I we do see breakdowns in ratios or relationships. So I, absolutely, I think you know just focusing on say solar demand for for silver moving forward uh, with some of these double sided uh, solar panels and the amount of silver needed for these, absolutely. But I think it's actually more of a uh, supply issue, like demand's there, demand's growing. Um, but I think I think what causes the the price surge is is uh, on the supply side. Yeah. A um, couple more questions. What's the sort of outlook uh, for Donny Varden and yourself over the sort of next? six to nine, 12 months. So we've done a tremendous amount of drilling. Um, you know, our first phase of growth, um, our first phase of, of educating the investment community, um, raising capital, aligning ourselves with good shareholders was phase one. Phase two was doing this transformational acquisition. And now we're into phase three, which is organic growth. And to deliver that organic growth, we are in the midst of a 35,000 meter drill program, uh, drilling well over 100 drill holes. We've only reported a fraction. The results we have reported to date were exceptional. We're, we're hitting outside of the resource area. So really, on a monthly basis, going into October, November, December, January, it's results, 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 results. And uh, we're targeting areas outside of the resource area. We're trying to show how big this project is. And so, you know, the catalyst to come are uh, mineral inventory growth via drill results. And lastly, is there anything else that you need to, you want to add uh, and give our audience that we haven't discussed already? Well, I just think that, look, this is, this is a, you know, you asked me before we started recording how I'm doing. And I, I asked you if you wanted the honest answer, if you want a rose colored glass answer. But, you know, the reality is, and you and I discussed this, these are the markets where, you know, where the big opportunities are. Is it's it's gut check time, right? When when you know you look at what this market's done, and it's not just commodities, it's it's everything, it's currencies, it's equities, it's every asset class under the sun. But this these are where the big opportunities are. So I just I would encourage your audience to get familiar with any of the investment opportunities that they're looking at. One thing I celebrate about Dolly Varden is we're well capitalized. We have no debt. We own our projects 100%, and our project has momentum. We are finding more, and so these this is this is a dream come true for an entrepreneur and for somebody who's trying to grow a company. Um, I'd be more concerned if you know markets were good and share prices were stable, but we weren't growing the business. 
So, you know, the fact that there's volatility just means there's an opportunity for some smart money to come in and take advantage of low prices. Yeah, certainly. Sure, really appreciate your time. Um, exciting future ahead, even though obviously there's a lot of things happening in the world. And like you said, opportunities are created when there is a potential recession. If not, we're, if we're not, we're already in a recession um, and obviously wish you well in the future. If our audience wants to reach out to you, if they've got any questions or they want to know more about Dolly Varden, how can they go about doing that? Uh, our website, um, dollyvardensilver.com. Uh, we've got a toll-free number, 800-321-8564. You can reach out to us via Twitter, at Silver Varden. We're quite active with uh, pictures and videos and updates. So love talking to shareholders. Love to hear from you. Yeah, no worries. We include those in the show notes for companies' podcasts anyway. So um, wish you all the Welsh, uh, wish you well in the future, Sean. I know there's obviously an exciting project that you've got there. Um, good luck with obviously the results for the remainder of the year going into next year. And perhaps you can give us an update uh, during next year on, on those results. Would love to. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. No worries. Appreciate your time. And those for listening, um, appreciate your continued support. Please share this episode with others around the world, others in the mining industry, and, and others, obviously, investors who may be looking at alternative investments that may have investments outside of mining, because obviously mining is going to hear it's here to stay, and it's certainly uh, going to be a, a good future. So um, again, appreciate your time for listening. And until next time, Happy mining. Thank you for listening. Remember to reach out to Rob via the show notes and be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Until next time, happy mining, helping each other to improve the mining industry.